1: Hey, folks, it's Mark Aram. I hope you're enjoying the Mark Aram Show podcast. A reminder you can hear this very radio show live Monday through Friday. We're live 6 to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. <laughs> Halfway through this work week. Welcome, everybody. This is the Mark Aram Show. Thanks for joining us. Hopefully, going to keep you entertained and informed on your ride home. The focus tonight, though, on the entertainment, uh, Longori said, we need some fun on this hump day. is the only guy I know that still refers to Wednesday as hump day. Always. You're just keeping it real. I am. Keeping yeah. it real. That's what is, uh, huh? We're going to have Johnny Kilbasa join us in an hour with a fast food review. Uh, we're got to talk about the big old hand recount here in the state of Georgia, plus it's Veterans Day, so we want to honor those ha- who have served. But it's Wednesday. What does that mean, Longoria? Let's play oh, Millennial yeah. Match Game. Hey, we got a first-time contestant, someone from uh, outside of the WSB radio family. His name is Luke. He joins us on Millennial Match Game. Luke, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, Mark, how you doing? Excellent. Tell the folks a little bit about yourself, Luke. I'm
2: a 35-year-old paralegal in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Been here for about 11 years and a big fan of the show, so thanks for having me on.
1: I appreciate it. Do you enjoy that work, paralegal? That That seems like it'd be a lot of work to be a paralegal.
2: It's a lot of work. It keeps you busy, and I have no complaints.
1: Very good, very good. All right, Luke, 35 years young, big fan of the station. He has played a Millennium Match game. Let's meet our contestants on the phone. Sandra is in Duluth. Duluth Duluth is on fire. Sandra, tell the folks a little bit about yourself.
3: Hi, I'm Sandra, obviously. I'm 50 <laughs> years old. This is the first time I've played this game. I've heard it many times. Oh, excellent. So i excited. It's very
1: easy. No pressure. Everybody wins here on Millennial Match Game. You're going to be matched up against David and Noonan. David, tell the folks at home a little bit about yourself. Oh, I'm a
4: builder here in the metro area. Grew up here. Been listening to your show for a long time. Never played, but I've listened many
1: times. My man. As a builder, what's your favorite tool, David?
4: Uh, My pen.
1: Oh. (laughs) Wow, uh, I thought I was going yeah, to we, dump something there. Very yeah. close <laughs> to very <laughs> close to dumping David there. I have to sign the check. Understood. That's fair, fair enough. Uh, all right, so today's Millennial Match game uh, is in honor of Leonardo DiCaprio, who tunes 46 today. I'm the same age as Leo DiCaprio. We've, very, we've you guys led, look great. We've you led, led very dissimilar lives. Yeah, yeah, But I just Looks assumed similar. he was a lot younger than me, right? I don't know. I just assumed.
5: Yeah, I thought he was younger, too.
1: Yeah, he's yeah. 46. So here's the deal. Millennial Match Game, as always, brought to you by my pals at Rocco's European Garage. I'm going to play a line from a Leonardo DiCaprio film. And then Sandra and David, you have to guess whether or not the millennial will know what film it's from, okay? So, so you don't need to know the answer. You just have to guess whether millennial Luke at all. For example, this one doesn't count. Luke, uh, would you know what Leo DiCaprio film this line is from?
6: And you find that sort of rootless existence appealing, do you?
2: Well, yes, ma'am, I do. I mean, got everything I need right here with me. Got air in my lungs and a few blank sheets of paper.
1: What, what movie is that from, uh, Luke.
2: My guess is Titanic.
1: That is correct. Very simple game. Very easy. Leo DiCaprio turns 46 today. We honor his career on Millennial Match Game. All right, ladies first on the Mark Aram Show. Sandra, you are up. Will Millennial Luke know what Leo DiCaprio movie this line is from? Yes.
6: I do believe you were just getting ready to make me a proposition to Bob Hilda. Dr. Schultz, in Greenville, you yourself said that for the right You'd be willing to pay what some may consider is a ridiculous amount.
1: Great movie, great character. Well, not a great character, an evil character. But um, yeah. will Millennial Luke know what movie that's from, Sandra?
6: Um, I'm going to say
1: no. All right. Luke, do you know what movie that's from?
2: Uh, not the evil's character. I think Samuel Jackson takes the cake in that oh, one. Oh yeah, but you that's might be Django right. Unchained. That
1: is Django Unchained. I don't know. They're they're both pretty hideous. There's a
5: lot of editing in that,
1: yep. that clip. Yeah, Deborah <laughs> Green taking all the swear words out of there. All right, so no point for Sandra. That's okay, Sandra. This is uh, it's early on a Millennial match game. All right, uh, David, your turn. Will Millennial Luke know what Leo DiCaprio movie this line is from?
6: I need a horse
7: and a
1: gun. No, you need
7: rest and something to eat. I'm going after him. No. You'll never find him without me. Wait till morning. I'll have a day's head start. He'll get
1: away.
6: No, he won't. He's afraid. He knows how far I came for him.
1: Wow. Great scene, great movie. What do you think, David? Will Millennial Luke know what uh, Leonardo DiCaprio movie that's from? I'm going to guess yes. You say yes. Luke, do you know what movie that's from? I have no idea. It is also the website that Low T. Chuck works for, if that's a hint. I said that low teeth. Chuck's wore the Revenant. The Revenant uh, is. Uh, is the, have you seen that one where it's in the, in the wilderness? It's I
2: good. never, oh, I've he never heard of it. Guy. And even to the point, I'm actually not a huge movie guy. The Django Unchained was uh, right up my alley. Oh, all right, yeah, it was great. <laughs> he
1: gets attacked by a grizzly bear. You're exactly right, Chuck. All right, so that's good. He doesn't know movies, guys. This should help you out. Sandra, yeah. will Millennial Luke know what Leo DiCaprio movie this is from?
8: Mama,
1: Mama. Mama,
2: wake up! You're hiding, huh? I know that.
1: Wake up! Mama, one of his earlier films. Up. Luke doesn't know movies, though, so what do you think? Will he know what movie that's from?
3: Uh,
6: um, He's doing pretty well, so I'm going to say yes.
1: All right, I think you're wrong on that one. Luke, what I movie is exactly. that from?
2: <laughs> I'm in agreement with Mark. I have no idea. <laughs>
1: uh, oh. What's eating Gilbert Grape? What's eating Gilbert Grape? All right, end of round one of Millennial Match Game. What's the score, Deborah Green? Zero, zero. Zero, zero. Round two of Millennial Match Game brought to you, as always, by Rocco's European Garage. Uh, It is David's term. Millennial Match Game edition of Leonardo DiCaprio Films. It's his 46th birthday. Will Millennial Luke know what Leo DiCaprio film had this line in it? No words.
8: Apparently. They say only <laughs> oh, there we a go. Fraction of our brain's true potential. Now that's when we're awake.
2: When we're asleep, our mind can do almost anything. Such as? Well, imagine
9: you're designing a building, right? You consciously create each aspect. But sometimes it feels like
8: it's almost creating itself. If you All know. right,
1: one of my favorite Leo movies of all time, actually. I'm not a huge Leo fan, uh, but I like that movie a lot. Well, Luke, know what movie that's from, though? What do you think, David? I'm going to say no. Yeah, no way. Luke doesn't like movies. Luke, what movie was that? Silence is golden. I got nothing. Silence is golden. That's a great guess. That was Inception. Inception with Juno, the girl that played Juno. I like that movie a lot. That's a that's oh, a that mind a bender. Uh, all right, uh, Sandra, you're up. Uh, first one to uh, – well, he got that point, though, right? They, all right. You need this one to tie, Sandra. Uh, this is another one of my favorite Leo DiCaprio movies, probably my first favorite one. Will Millennial Luke know what movie this is from? Your
2: hair. Drafting. He even has little payroll envelopes it to himself. Put man. it down. Drop it. Relax. You're late, all right? My name's Alan, Barry Allen, United States Secret Service. Your boy just tried to jump out the window. My partner has him in custody. I don't know. Leo,
1: holding his own with Tom Hanks, what do you think, Sandra, will, uh, Luke, who does not know movies, does not know movies, will he know what movie that's from?
3: No, I don't think so. There
1: you too. go, now you're catching on, Sandra. What movie was that, Luke?
3: <laughs> I think I'm
2: so sorry, Sandra. I, I want to say... Catch
1: me if you can. It is correct. Oh, my goodness gracious. Sandra, I led you astray. That I love that movie a lot. Frank Abagnale. That was a re- and he held his own with Tom Hanks. That's not easy to do. All right, here we go, David. Hey, Tom, this, one, this one, um, I'm not going to offer any advice because I think Luke might know it, but it's up to you. Will Luke know what movie this is from? This Leo DiCaprio movie. You're going to take
2: Costello, huh? I mean, what's wrong with taking
1: him on any one of the million
2: felonies
6: that you've seen him do or I've seen him do? I mean, I mean, he murdered somebody, right? The guy murdered somebody and you don't take him. What are you waiting for? Honestly, I mean, do you want him to chop me up and feed me to the poor? Is that what you guys want?
1: We are building a case and it takes time. Great job by Deborah editing a lot of swears out of there. Uh, What do you think? Will Luke know what movie that's from? Leo DiCaprio movie on his 46th birthday.
2: Uh, I'm going to guess yes on this.
1: All right. It's a very popular movie. Luke, do you know what movie that's from?
2: So uh process of elimination, I got Gangs in New York and I got the departed in my head. And that's about all the Leo's movies I I
1: know. I'll I'm give it to the, you. The
2: Depar- I'll go the departed. It
1: is. The departed, as they say in Boston. The departed. departed. That movie was great to okay. the last like nine seconds when the rat went on the that was so dumb. Uh, all right, Sandra, you need this one, dude. <laughs> this one, uh this one's very I don't know. I'm not even gonna say anything. You make the decision. Will Luke know what Leo DiCaprio movie this is?
6: I was in the blockhouse. that told me that the natives celebrate their victory every year.
0: Is that true? Aye, that they do. It's quite the affair. The butcher himself got to invite you. You don't go. Oh.
1: Uh, what do you think, Sandra? Will, will, will you? Uh, will Luke know what movie that is?
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm doing so well here. So I'm just still. I'm just gonna say no.
1: No, I think he's gonna get this one. Luke, what movie was that?
2: I have no idea, but I'm gonna go with my last final thought of his, which is Wolf of Wall Street.
1: <laughs> no, you got the point though, Sandra. Gangs of New York. You just said it. Ah, <laughs> okay. Gangs yep. of New York. <laughs> All right, uh, David's up. Uh, this one. Oh, man, I don't wanna. I don't wanna make any guesses, but will Millennial Luke know what Leo DiCaprio movie this is from? It's a newer one. What was that?
6: Jesus. Lines and burst
9: yourself like that in front of all those people. Well, you are drinking all night. Drinking again, ate
1: whiskey sours. <sighs> you're a miserable drunk. Whiskey <laughs> sours. What do you think? Will Luke you know what uh, Leo DiCaprio movie that is? I'm going to say no. Yeah, I don't think so either. Luke, uh, Leo DiCaprio starred in what movie with that line?
2: Uh, i got I got nothing. I haven't seen a movie in five years, probably. Good for you. so anything recent, I got nothing. <laughs> uh, it's, this is a really good
1: movie. Once upon a time in Hollywood with him and Brad Pitt, that was a fantastic movie. I like that a lot. All right. end of round two millennial match game. Uh, It could be a little cringeworthy here. What's the score, Deborah Green?
5: Sandra won David three.
1: Oh, all right. So, Sandra, you're not out of it yet. you got a chance to close things out when we come back. Uh, Leo DiCaprio turns 46. We honor his film career on Millennial Match Game. We'll finish up the game when we come back. It's the Mark Aram Show on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News, and talk. Final round of Millennial Match Game continues on the Wednesday, Mark Aram Show. It is uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's 46th birthday. We are honoring uh, Sir Leo's movie career by playing movie cuts from his career. Uh, The Millennial uh, has to know the movie or not. Our contestants are Sandra and David. David's up three to one. Whose turn is it there, Deborah Green? It is Sandra's turn. Sandra, you're up. Here we go. Millennial Luke, know what Leo DiCaprio movie this line is from.
2: Black boxes, they're called telephones. I'm gonna let you on a little secret about these telephones. They're not gonna dial themselves, okay? Without (laughs) you, they're just worthless hunks of plastic, like a loaded M-16 without a trained
1: Marine to pull the trigger. And in the case of the telephone, it's up to each and every one of you. What do you think, Millennial Luke, know this movie or not? Uh, It's hard to say.
3: I feel like he's gonna know this one but
1: I'm going to go now. All right. Uh, well, uh, what do you think, Luke? What movie was that? What Leo DiCaprio movie was that? Um, I think
2: Mark almost gave it away there, but I, <laughs> my guess was going to be
0: Wolf of Wall Street.
1: That is, I, Yeah, I almost gave it away. I, you know what? I'm giving so, you a point anyway, Sandra. <laughs> I screwed that one up for you. That is the Wolf of Wall Street. All right, David, you're up. Millennial match game. Will Millennial Luke know what movie this Leonardo DiCaprio line is from? Tell me Pan Am's working out of the Coconut Grove Hello, now. Hello, Jack. Hello, Juan. Helen, good to see
2: you. How are you, Howard? Good, thanks. This is Miss Faith Demers.
0: <clears throat> Sit down. Pleasure. How's the Constellation coming? Good, great. So I suppose you'll be expanding on down to Mexico. Why do you say that? Well, your range is 3,000 miles. I would imagine you'd expand from Los Angeles to Mexico and maybe on down to South America.
1: Great movie. Hey, Alec Baldwin idea. there with Leo DiCaprio. The question is, though, not if the movie was good, but if Luke knows what movie it was. What do you think, David? I'm going to guess no. All right. Very popular movie. I'd be surprised if Luke hadn't seen this movie. But, Luke, do you know what it is? What movie was that?
2: Yeah, so I feel like... David knows me well, cry I have
1: no idea. The Aviator. The Aviator, where he played Howard Hughes, the uh, the recluse, the the wackadoo, I guess we'd call him, back in the day. The eccentric millionaire. There you go. That's what there I was looking go. for. All right, Sandra, here we go. Will Millennial Luke know what Leonardo DiCaprio movie this is from?
6: Not saints'
1: lips and holy palmers, too.
4: I pilgrim lips that they must use in prayer.
6: Well, then, dear saint, but lips do what hands do. They pray, Grant
3: Thou.
1: That's faith. Turn to there discan- you go. I'll give you a hint. This is Loti's favorite movie, but that doesn't factor into whether or not Luke knows it or not. What do you think? Will Luke know what movie that is? Uh, No. Luke, what movie was that?
2: In high school, I had to do a old old version versus new version writing assignment. Romeo and Juliet.
1: That is Romeo and Juliet. Sorry, Sandra, you were valiant. It was a valiant effort, Sandra. But the final score was what? Deborah Green.
5: Sandra two, David four. All
1: right, real quick, Luke. Great job playing with us. You want to plug anything, buddy?
2: Uh, No, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. I'm a fan of the show, and I hope I did uh, Ronnie some justice. She's
1: the best. You did fantastic. And uh, next time we have you on, we'll pick a non-movie category for you. How's that? All right, the very latest in news, weather, and traffic comes up next with Chris Chandler and then more of the Mark Aram Show on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk.
9: This is Henry Winkler. How are you? And you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. How lucky are you?
1: As the Fonz would say, "Hey, thanks for joining us on the Mark Aram Show." Six thirty-eight, twenty-two in front of seven, seventy-three degrees on Peachtree Street. Six and a half on the Mark Aram Show Baxtow so meter. Where's fall, Longoria? Oh, it's warm. Where's autumn? Chuck had a little taste of snow in Montana, I Did, um, but we've we've been stuck in this late summer. Uh, coming up, Johnny Kilbasa will join us for the faster Review in exactly one hour, and I do want to talk about that big old hand recount that's going to be going on here in the state of Georgia, but today is Veterans Day, and I just wanted to take this opportunity to thank all of you who have served, uh, my family members, my friends, my coworkers. I didn't know uh, the head of his promotions as a veteran that's really Valencia that's yeah that's amazing I've that. that's oh. why
5: that's why I'm slightly scared of her
1: well you should be <laughs> yeah. like that that why' she's her, a
5: Marine <laughs> her
1: department runs so well is because yes. she's a yep. former Marine so uh full disclosure I never served I thought about it uh, because when I was graduating high school it was, the Gulf War was starting and um I I I had a number of classmates that joined I contemplated for the better of the country I think I didn't do it <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were a top
5: athlete. I then. was a great
1: athlete. Yes, former Division One athlete. Thank you, Deborah mm-hmm. Green. But I don't know if I would have. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think you would have made it. I, no, you're right. I don't. You're right. <laughs> i mean, just being honest. Unless it like I couldn't re- have made it, so I know you would. have. You know, if I had done it at 23 when I was mature, I yeah. could have done it. Yeah, yeah. At 17 when I was graduating high school, immature. Yeah. unless it snapped me into shape so I didn't serve i I, ha- I would imagine I would know if you had served Deborah
5: I considered joining the Air Force for a minute but I know that I wouldn't have like I'm just too lax I could
1: see in one of those uh, pilot outfits that thats maybe but yeah. I'm
5: just I also have terrible eyes
1: oh really yeah that, <laughs> yep. that's not good yep. for the Air Force Chuck uh, I would assume that you would have the best shot of all of us for serving I know you served in that uh, Montana right wing militia but have you ever <laughs> served <laughs> have you ever served in an actual armed service. Uh, Nothing in any any official capacity. Oh, a nice answer. Your family, your dad, is your dad a vet? Uh, My grandparents. Grandparents, yeah, my too. My grandparents, my granddad's. Uh, Longo? Yeah, no, I wouldn't, I didn't. Did your grandparents fight at the Alamo? No, no,
0: no, but my my (laughs) grandfather was in. All right, so
1: again, uh, sincere, I mean, we are free. I'm free to do this job and make fun of the bananas because you have served, so thank you so much. Here's an interesting list of uh, famous people that you may or may not know our veterans. I never came up with those. This is really cool. Uh Some of you, I think, you'll know, but some of you won't. I didn't know this. Ice T, rapper, actor. Mm-hmm. He was in the uh, army after high school. Really? Yeah.
0: I didn't know that. Me neither.
1: I, I thought I would have. Uh, th- that surprised me. You know, Bob Ross is the painter. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. Nice the little Greatest. Treat. The nice little tree right here oh, right. Uh, he was a first sergeant in the US Air Force
5: hmm. so he was stationed somewhere like in Alaska and that's what cr- encouraged him to paint. no kidding yep.
1: look at that uh, this is my favorite one of the list B. Arthur from Golden Girls really she, yes she was a typist and truck driver in the War Marine War. Corps <laughs> woman's so. reserve during World War two World War two <laughs> I see the truck driver, like B. Arthur driving (laughs) the truck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, get out of my way. Uh, Morgan Freeman was in the Air Force. He joined in 1955. That dude's old. (laughs) Wow. Uh, He served four years as a radar technician. Morgan Did you know that? I didn't. No idea. Here's another one. Pat Sajak started his broadcast career in the American Forces Vietnam Network while serving in Vietnam. I kind of knew Pat. I think I remember Pat Sajak. So he was with uh, Good Morning Vietnam, wow. the, the legendary d- DJ whose name escapes me right now. MC Hammer was in the Navy. Oh, <laughs> come on. Yeah, before he had uh, his first hit, You Can't Touch This. Uh, in 1961, Jimi Hendrix was busted for driving a stolen car and would give the chance between prison or the Army. He joined the Army. I did not know that. Jimi Hendrix served in the Army. Hugh Hefner also served in the Army as an infantry clerk. In World War One. That might have been World War One. yes. That might have been World War One. I. I. I get this from the haircut now that I see it. Drew Carey was oh, yeah. in the Marine Corps yeah. Reserves from 1980 to 1986. Uh, after the September 11th attacks, Adam Driver, do you know who he is? Yeah. Uh, he played Han Solo's son yep. in the latest. Mm-hmm. He joined the Marines after 9-11. Uh, This was, I think I knew this, 1958, Chuck Norris joined the Air Force and served in South Korea. Damn, he's old, too. (laughs) South Um, Korea. Elvis Presley, we all knew this, was drafted in the Army in 1957. The man that makes me want to buy nine reverse mortgages. (laughs) Tom Selleck was in the National Guard from 67 to 73. Uh, Mr. T served in the Army's Military Police Corps after getting booted from college. Yeah. Yeah. Backup plan. Uh, one of my favorite actors, Sidney Poitier, lied about his age and joined the military as a medical attendant at a med- mental hospital in New York. He's still alive, isn't he? Is Sidney Poitier still alive? I believe alive? so, yeah. Great actor. Uh, this one's awesome. Don Knotts <laughs> really? from Three's Company and <laughs> Andy Griffith show. He was in the <laughs> Army in 1943. I knew this one, actually, because of uh, comedians and cars getting coffee. Uh, Mel Brooks was in the Army Corps of Engineers, as was... Um, The other comedian, Don Rickles.
0: Oh, no kidding? Don Rickles, funny part. Don
1: Rickles signed up for the Army, and he's like, "Uh, yeah, I'm like a comedian, so I want to do that. And the guy's like, oh, okay, cool. Where do you want to be stationed? He's like, San Diego? He's like, okay, cool. And he's writing it down, the guy at the recruiting office. He goes, next day I know I'm in Vietnam. (laughs) This is the South Pacific (laughs) dropping bombs. I'm like, when do I get to do my (laughs) stand-up? Hilarious. Uh, Tony Bennett joined the Army in 1944, and my man, Willie Nelson, joined the air force out of high school so some famous folks that you might not have known were veterans Uh, when we come back again uh, thank you to all the veterans out there seriously i i I cannot thank you enough for all that you have done for all of us Uh, when we come back we're going to talk about that big recount coming up here in georgia 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB-TALK on twitter and instagram at mark aram this is the mark aram show Welcome back to the show. A little uh, breaking news out of the sports world. Longoria. Where is Trevor Bauer, right-hander who is a must-follow on Twitter. Do you follow him on Twitter, Chuck? Trevor Bauer? I do not. you get a kick out of him. Okay. Yeah, definitely follow him. Uh, Cincinnati Reds, he won the Cy Young Award National League, got 27 out of the 30 first-place votes, but that's not the breaking news. Max Fried of the Atlanta Braves came in fifth place. Got four fourth-place votes and seven fifth-place votes. Max Freed, a member of the tribe. That's a Jews nugget. How about that, Longoria? You say we couldn't be athletes? I don't from, think he ever said that. From Kofax to Aram to Max Freed. There you go. I'm just kidding. He never said that. Yeah. He said, I am not an athlete. Yeah. Nothing to do with my religion. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh Jim joins us on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Jim. Oh, well, thanks for taking my
9: call Was that, y'all, because I, I do AM radio. I don't do TV, Internet, uh, Facebook, Twitter, nothing like that. I just do phone, text, pick text. That's uh, text, all you need, text. brother. And uh, and I, while I was trying to pull WSB in, did, did I hear the presidents come on? Was y'all doing some kind of president scam or was that on another radio station? I heard Biden and uh, Trump going at it there.
1: Uh, I don't think that was us. Maybe during the news. I didn't hear the last newscast, but I don't think that was us. No, it wasn't news.
9: It was a skit, and it, I was dying laughing. Whoever it was, so hats off. I'm sorry it wasn't y'all, but I. But still, on the subject, you hear of the counting of the votes.
1: Yes, we're we're gonna do that right now. Did you hear the press conference earlier today?
9: No, sir, I didn't. But okay. ain't, ain't there a few? Ain't there some kind of deal where, if it somehow can't be picked, they got put. Uh, cold peenies in a jar in some no, place. No, no,
1: not not anymore. Thank you, Jim. Hang on the line, Jim, because I want you to hear this audio. Uh, this is Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger earlier this morning on WSB Radio. It
7: will be an audit, a recount, and a re all at once. It will be a heavy lift, but we will work with the counties to get this done in time
1: for our state certification. So the, the breaking news this morning was uh, the state of Georgia is going to do a full paper ballot hand recount. Five million plus votes five god bless the people that have to do that right oh, yeah. i mean i
8: that just sounds awful that's a thankless job back like hey we got count. Yeah. you man, think I... it was over yeah exactly yeah. Oh, no <laughs> think
1: about that five million pieces of paper have to be hand counted listen i'm glad they're doing it let's full transparency let's see what's up and certify this puppy already but god bless them they have to count five million hand ballots is, is there anything more monotonous that you can think of doing at a job? Possibly think of it. Like, I watched this documentary on uh, Henry Ford. Really interesting stuff. That dude was a character. And he invented, obviously, the assembly line. And people, after like a couple years, people were losing their minds. Because they did the same thing. Oh yeah, hour after hour. Oh yeah. And then they, they he realized like, all right, we gotta we gotta move people around, right? Switch like it up. before they jump off a cliff, you know. <laughs> all right, you're gonna go from tires to the engine or whatever. Um, like just the the monotony, the tedium of of doing the same thing over and over and over and. Over. And you know I I basically do the same thing every day, but it's a little different, you know. Never there's never a day that's exactly the same. Um, but I I feel so bad for the folks, the poll workers. Uh, who volunteered to do this? I, I know they're getting paid, but they had to sign up. They said, "All right, I want to help democracy, help our republic." I'm going to be a poll worker this year. Right? They they get they worked longer than they thought they'd have to. Counting after blah blah blah, and now they can come back and hand count five million sheets of paper. That's troublesome. That's that. I mean, I feel bad for them. So that's what I want to talk about when we come back after news, weather, and traffic. Uh, what is uh, you can, we can look at this two ways it, what's the most tedious part of your job or just what is the worst part of your job it could be both They got, both could be the same thing what's the most tedious part of your job or what is the absolute worst part of your job 404 872 750 1-800-WSB-TALK uh, after news, weather, and traffic I'll tell you what the worst part about my job is or jobs and uh, we'll get the bananas to chime in as well I'm curious to see what they have to say Aside from working with me. This show, I mean, no. Yeah, aside from working with me, Longoria, (laughs) what's the worst part of your job? And I'll take your uh, thoughts on Twitter, at Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M, 404-872-0750. News, weather, traffic next.
10: The Mark Arum Show is performed before a live studio audience.
0: No. I'll run this town to be near you
1: to the show on a good Wednesday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there, Seven oh seven, seven minutes after 7 o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. The whole gang here tonight, Devra Green, the executive producer of the program, Shlongoria, the Stoic Eskimo on the other side of the takeout window, Beefsteak Charlie screens your calls. Johnny Kibasa is going to join us in 30 minutes with a fast food review. Uh, Again, thoughts and prayers to all the poll workers here in the state of Georgia that have to Hand count, hand count over five million paper ballots. What is the worst part of your job, or the most tedious part of your job? Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. Before I, I go back to go to the phones, long ago, I want to play some audio here. It's Veterans Day. I, I tweeted this out. This is amazing. I I'm a World War One buff. You mentioned some of those veterans, and uh, I posted this audio of right before World War War World War One ended and the ceasefire and all that. This is the, the last battle, and they had audio recordings of what was going on. This is legit, and I'll just play it. This is the end, the very end of World War One. The ceasefire is for 11 a.m. This is 10.59 a.m. It's chirping right after the season. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. If you ha- if you don't know a lot about World War I, folks, you got to look it up. Uh, all right. Uh, to the phones, the worst or most tedious part of your job, Jose joins us on the Mark Aram Show. What's going on, Jose?
7: How you doing, Mark? Excellent. Good talking to you. What's cooking? Hey, I, I had a question, uh, uh, basically, about this uh, recount thing. Okay. Is that fair game? Sure. Go ahead. Because uh, they're talking about all these fake votes you know for biden uh but i've heard reports about uh votes for trump that have disappeared how or where would they ever find those or count those
1: where where have you heard that uh
7: well on the internet
1: okay um well i'm just gonna i don't have any inside knowledge but uh let me play a, a little more of Brad Rathesberger from today. He's the secretary of state in charge of the elections.
7: It's a big process. It'll be a methodical process. It'll be an accurate process. And I'm sure that there'll be plenty of oversight. We want to make sure that both parties have the opportunity to observe this because we understand the stakes are high.
1: Uh, he was on to CNN a little bit later, uh, talking about uh, the process.
7: Well, they are. We're, what we're doing is a risk-limiting audit. We had to pick a race, and if you look at the really the national significance of all the races that we had, this is a race that has really a lot of national significance.
1: And he went on to say he doesn't expect the results to change. He he thinks it'll be uh, pretty much the same through that. But I have not heard of anything, uh, Jose, about any disappearing. Uh, Trump votes. Have you heard anything, Charles Thomas, from The Revenant? Anything about no. Trump votes? Yeah. Um, and if, if there if there are uh, irregularities, uh, the Secretary of State said they'll look at them. The DOJ is uh, possibly going to get involved. Uh, but this is, uh, yeah, it's just, I just feel bad for the recounting folks. Uh, Diane's in Marietta. Diane, welcome to the Mark Aram Show.
3: Hey, how you doing, Mark? Hey, Diane. Uh, thanks for having me on. I have a question about the recount. Okay. Um, again. Sorry, um, the recount, are they also recounting the Senate race or is it just the president?
1: Everything is being recounted.
3: Wow, that's a big job. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly right. Uh, so, yeah, it's job. a complete statewide audit and recount and uh, tabulation. They're doing it all. Uh, and I think if anything, Chuck, with the, uh, excuse me, Charles Thomas the Third from the TheRevenant.com, our political advisor, if anything, um, I don't think that the presidential race will flip, but I, I think the... The Senate race between Purdue and Ossoff might be thin enough that it could push Purdue over or uh, Purdue over fifty percent in there. not be fifty? Yeah, uh, yeah, you'd still
8: need quite a few votes. Is it though. quite? I, don't even, I haven't seen yeah, the latest vote I total mean, on that. But you'd still need a decent amount where you're probably not going to find that many discrepancies. Yeah. Maybe I don't we'll know. We'll see.
1: We'll see. Um Daniels in Athens. Daniel, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. What's going on, buddy? Hey, Mark. It's
3: uh, first of all uh, before I. Tell you my thing that you were asking about. Uh, did I say you, hear you say you were a history buff?
1: I love history. I should have majored it in college. I was an idiot. Have you
3: watched that movie, 1917, yet? Oh yeah. I, 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 I'd like to know your reviews because I wanted to buy it or even rent it on. Have on you
1: not? Demand. Have you not seen it?
3: No, not yet. Oh, been, it was a campaign season.
1: Don't buy it. I mean, yeah, it's it's a tough movie. I would ima- I haven't rewatched it. I would imagine it's a tough rewatch because it's very uh, it's draining. But uh, you know, get it on uh, Xfinity on demand. You know, whatever it is, four ninety nine, three ninety nine. I would definitely rent it, though. It's it's a great movie. I will this weekend since there's no football. <laughs> oh yeah, the Georgia Day game is uh, canceled. Longoria postponed because of the COVID. Oh really? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, my thing is uh you are asking what's the what's the best thing about my job? Worst, uh,
1: worst, I'm worst.
3: Political. I work for political campaigns. The best thing about my job is I travel the state, or I I've in my car and. My uh, passenger seat looks like a trash can in the floor just because I've been traveling. Welcome
1: welcome to my world. No, I want to know the worst thing about your job, though, not the best thing.
3: I hate being on the phone. I really do. I will do anything else for the campaign except for being on the phone. I hate talking.
1: I'm with you. The only time I'm on the phone is with you folks. People call me. I'm like, don't call me. Text me. Email me. Don't call me. I hate it.
8: I've never seen you take a phone call in all the years I've been working with yeah. you. I don't actually. You look at your phone a lot. Yeah, you're, you're on your you phone. You don't use it for a phone. But yeah. I don't ever remember
1: you Me actually being on a phone. a phone. Yeah, no, never. DoorDash. I hate it. Door, oh yeah, yeah when yeah. when, uh, when Uber Eats here. is delivering, <laughs> I gotta go. Hey, yeah, go to the security gate. That's yeah, true. that's the only time I'm on the phone. Like when I drive home though, I'll Facetime with Maya hands-free uh, i'm not looking yeah how but sweet but even that's not really a phone call i guess i don't know andrew's in marietta andrew welcome to the mark aram show how are you sir hey how's it going excellent what's cooking buddy
9: yeah uh so you were saying like something like about doing the same thing over and over and over again
1: yeah and,
9: uh, i i spray grass for a landscape company out of atlanta and um I do that all day and it's so monotonous (laughs) and it just becomes the same thing over and over again. And that definitely hit
2: home when you ask that question.
1: Do you make a game of it? Like whenever I've had a tedious job, whether it was in a bowling alley (laughs) or as a short order cook or as a hot dog vendor, I would make a game out of it to make it more interesting. Do you do that?
2: Really? Well, I mean, I just do a good job, you know, when I'm
9: doing my job and everything. Yeah. And you know, it's so there's not weeds or so the grass is green. So, you know, I try to do a good job and everything, but I mean, it just gets to you. sometimes. You'll be working and it's taking all day, and but you just do the best job you can.
1: Yeah, I so like when I had TD te- like this again. I'll tell you the worst part of this job for me is is the uh, the hours waking up at three in the morning. No, hands down, everything else about my job is fantastic. Getting up at three eight in the morning is the worst part. When I worked like at the bowling alley, that's tedious. Imagine Chuck having to use that Lysol spray can. On like a hundred pairs of bowling shoes. No. So I would like try to beat now. my record. Like I'm like, all right, I'll set up 20 shoes and I'll time myself. Let me see how <laughs> fast him. I can disinfect them. And I would make a game out of it. Or when I was in the working in the snack bar at the bowling alley, I'd be like, all right, let me see how fast I can make these three burgers. I mean, I would cook them thoroughly. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't yeah, serving yeah, raw I burgers. That. <laughs> or, the, or in the hot dog stand, like how many sure. uh, hot hot dog? how fast can I make a hot, like the, yeah. uh, to to alleviate the boredom or the tedium. I would make a game out. Worst part of your job right now? This. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, 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 <laughs> I'm joking. Driving in. What driving driving in? job? No. Man, what I is th- the wor- <laughs> honestly, the worst part
8: is is driving in. Yeah. I, I, I don't have any complaints. I, you know, I, I would hope we not. We have great hours and, and yeah. You know, it's an easy job.
1: There you go. All right. Good answer there, uh, Longoria. <laughs> worst is it? uh the tedium of doing the fake. It's the tedium meter of listening readings. to Rush and Hannity uh, every day. That you don't that, like that. Yeah, yeah. That,
10: that gets tiring. I understand.
1: You Listen should. to the same, I mean, it, it, uh, Hannity is the same thing every day. Like, you you <laughs> should do what Chuck does and watch Netflix during the Yeah, show. that's true. I don't know why you pay attention. Deborah yeah, Green, well. who's got 92 jobs uh, here at the station. What, what's the worst part of your job?
5: Um, I mean, I do, I love what I do, but the kind of a time suck for me is just the having to do social media, because I'm just not into it, sure. and we have to do it.
1: Requirement, yeah. Yeah,
5: and it's just like, oh, I gotta do
3: this now. It's, it's so. part
1: of the thing now. Yep. Yeah. Part of the job requirements. Uh, interesting. All right. Uh, Kim is in gainesville kim welcome to the program
3: thank you i have a couple questions about the uh, vote vote counting if i may okay um my one of my concerns was that they were saying that the absentee ballots that were sent in if they weren't colored in just exactly right that they tossed the ballots And my thought is maybe a lot of Trump ballots they tossed because they said that they didn't circle them in all the way. Or why don't they just count the absentee ballots instead of recounting all the votes? I would think if there was any concerns, it would be on the absentee ballots. And if they just called everybody that was on the absentees, then that would make a lot That does make
1: a lot of sense, right, instead of doing it. But the Secretary of State says, listen, we're going to do them all. This is our first year Mm -hmm. with the all-paper ballots, so they actually have the paper ballots to do it. Uh, in, in years past, they would just have the computer run the numbers again and pretty much spit out the same numbers. Um, as far as the absentee ballots, so the way I, again, don't take this as the gospel, but this is the way I read the situation. In every uh, poll location where they're counting the polls or whatever, the absentee ballots, uh, you had poll watchers from both sides, right? So uh, if, if one of the poll workers sees a, an uh, an absentee ballot or a mail-in ballot that wasn't, that was kind of funky, you mentioned, like it wasn't done correctly, they would uh-huh. they would set it aside and then they would take it to the, the tabulation desk or the decision desk. And there would be uh, poll workers from both sides of the aisle, Republicans, Democrats. They would examine the ballot and then they would vote to determine what they thought the intent was of the voter. Um, and a majority of those were unanimous. So, like, if, Kim, you didn't fill in the Trump bubble all the way, they'd bring it over. And then the the poll watchers would be like. Oh, Kim obviously meant to vote for Trump, but she didn't fill in the circle all the way. But if there was a discrepancy, and I'm told there were very few, then they would take it to the head of the polls and that person would make a final decision. But I think that was pretty rare that the poll workers couldn't settle it on your own. And the other thing is, as far as it's just the mail-in ballots, I mean, this isn't just in Georgia, but nationwide, Democrats send in way more mail-in ballots than Republicans Uh, President Trump urged his folks not to use the absentee ballots, the mail-in ballots, and the Democrats pleaded with their constituents to use them. So there was an overwhelming number of mail-in ballots for the Democrats as opposed to Republicans. And that's why we saw on Election Day the huge in-person vote. Uh, Republicans went to the polls the day of. And that's why President Trump jumped out to those big leads. But those are very good questions. Maybe that would make more sense if they just did the absentee and recounted that. But no! 5 million paper ballots have to be recounted. Thoughts and prayers to the poll workers. I always do the sign of uh, the cross there. In honor of you, Longoria. Thank you. Uh, We'll come back with more of your calls. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. The worst, most tedious part of your job next on The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram. On
10: 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Five
1: million paper ballots need to be counted by Georgia poll workers for the recount for all of the statewide elections. Uh, Horrible, horrible news for them. I feel so bad. So tedious. What's the worst or most tedious part of your job? Russ joins us in Gainesville. Russ, come here a minute. I want to talk to you. Russ, you're a man of leisure. I don't see you working many hours, but uh, the job you do have, what's the worst part of that, buddy?
4: Well, I own a little window washing company, so obviously that's monotonous. But, you know, we can do whatever we want. Like, we mostly wash windows in strip malls. So, you know, if there's a can, we can go in there, have a sandwich, whatever. It's not a, you know, clock in, clock out thing where you have to work all day with no breaks.
1: Like I said, Russ is a, a man of leisure. What's going on tonight, buddy? What you got for us?
4: Um, well, question, are those poll workers Democrats or Republicans?
1: They are aliens, illegal aliens. Longoria, Longoria bust them up from Tijuana. That way they have no affiliation. They're going to, they're going to count the votes. They're hard workers. And then Longoria sending them back.
4: That's perfect. Um, As far as me, I've got a terrible plumbing problem here.
1: Internally or actually the plumbing in your house?
4: In the house, neither one of the toilets will flush or nothing. And so somebody just, the maintenance guy came and looked at it. I called this guy down the road. What he thinks is the septic tank is full of rainwater.
1: Oh, you got a septic tank at your joint? Look how fancy you are, Russ.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we don't have working bathrooms tonight. We have two oh. bathrooms that don't. So well, they'll be here in the morning.
1: Thoughts and prayers so. to Karen. Uh, call my buddies at Reliable Heating, Air, and Plumbing, Russ. They'll take care of you. Say, hey, it's Russ in the Mark Aram Show. Uh, I've got an issue. Okay. You know what? Say it's Russ from the Eric Erickson show. Okay. Let's do that. Because, I, th- you know, that's a little classier. Yeah. Right? It's oh, a classier yeah. operation. Okay. <laughs> OK. All right. Well, let me know how that goes, Russ. And then uh, sorry about last Friday. We had to bail because I was in for Erickson. But uh, we'll do. Yeah, uh, I didn't know what was
4: going on because yeah. uh, I set my clock, you know, for six o'clock when it goes off. I go, Mark, I'm time. And It wasn't you. I was like,
1: what happened?" I know my bad. I my people didn't contact your people, but uh, we'll double up with you on Friday, buddy. We'll get you on. Okay, thanks, Mark. All right, there he is. Russ in Gainesville. Always a pleasure. When we come back, more of your calls in honor of the poor poll workers here in the state of Georgia that got a hand count 5 million paper ballots. What's the worst or most tedious part of your job? 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uh, and now after news, weather, and traffic, your calls. And Johnny Kilbasa with a faster review. You only get that here, right here on the Mark Aram Show. 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk.
2: Hey, this is Ray Liotta, and you're listening to the Mark... Mar- uh.
1: packed in the animals two by two. A kangaroo. 736-24 in front of 8 Mark Aram and the Bananas at your beck and call till 8 in the p.m. Don't forget, you can listen at home via the WSB radio app, Google Home, or Amazon Alexa. Just say, Debra...
5: Play 95.5 WSB. There
1: you go. Uh, Can I tell you how out of shape I am? You guys know what uh, weighted blankets are? Oh, you know I know, but uh, (laughs) do do you know what weighted blankets are? Uh, No. Longoria, have you ever heard of a weighted blanket? A blanket that has weight to it? Yeah, it's, like a, it's like a heavy blanket. It's weighted down. Mm-hmm. Why? And Maya's been. Yeah, why would you do like, that? Apparently, they, it helps you. It's like an amazing sleep. It helps sleep. you
5: sleep, and it helps you calm down for something. There's something about it that. Affects it's like a your thunder system. blanket oh, for it's a dog. swaddle. Like
1: a baby? It's like yeah. a swaddle for but a, not, an adult.
5: But not so weird. Right. Yeah. So Maya. <laughs>
1: yeah, slightly less weird. So Maya's had one for uh, years, and she loves it. And I, I used it a couple months ago. I was like, well, I was taking my nap in the middle of the day when. And I was like, "That's pretty cool." So I ordered one. You're supposed to get one, like a tenth of your body weight or whatever. So I ordered one that's heavier and hurt. This is how out of shape I am. <laughs> I've been I've been using it the last couple of days, and my legs are sore. Yeah. That's how I to get by up, up out, out of bed and like moving around. No, just because of the weight of the blanket <laughs> on my legs. <laughs> it's not even you fighting oh, it. Like, that's why I was almost late coming back from the news break because I'm walking like an old man because my legs are sore wow. from wow. the weighted blanket. It, I enjoy it. I don't know if I can keep doing it, though. But clearly not. It helps me sleep. It's a comfort, It's a great thing. It really is. But I, I mean.
8: Dude, go for a walk once in be a while. At, I
1: walk my dogs all the time. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen Bosco. You don't walk Bosco very far. far? Deuce Deuce takes long walks, but Bosco's (laughs) like in and out now. Anyway. Uh yeah, so you I knew you knew I was in bad shape already, Yeah, but that uh, that just puts an exclamation I don't you're point. I thought
8: you were going to tell me here. you got winded trying to, like, you know, roll around underneath it. No, or no. Or, just...
1: like, taking it out of the package. You couldn't
8: yeah, even pick you it know, up. that's what so I was heavy. thinking. Not that literally just the physical act yeah. of laying under the covers. The 20-pound blanket
1: <laughs> is now uh, making my legs sore. <laughs> that's how out of shape I am. So, yeah. full you, I just want to be honest with you folks. Yeah, you, folks. you are. Uh, Craig's in Monroe, Georgia. Craig, what's the worst part of your job?
9: Uh, I used to work at a TV station, Mark, in, as master control oh, operator. Oh, that's a
1: tough job. Yeah, yeah,
9: midnight to 8 a.m. Oh, that's a fun. boring,
1: tough job.
9: Oh, well, we had the excitement of having to catch the shows that were coming down off the satellites and such, but the boring part of it was two things. First was timing out the shows. I don't know if you ever had to do that, but essentially finding where all the commercial breaks are sure. the and putting that into the system. And then the other part was, having to handwrite write the azron logs so as commercials and everything else played even though the system recorded the time you had to, we had write, to write it, write down. it on paper
1: oh that sucks oh how did you yeah. how did you keep it from being so monotonous
9: um a lot of it was just you know you just had to sort of get into the infomercials and all that stuff but i, I took some interest in the satellite uh tuning and such and all that and Believe it or not, though, it, that even wound up getting so monotonous that one night I decided I wasn't feeling well, went to go take a nap in, in one of the lobbies. And anyways, I sleptwalk into satellite, tuned the satellite systems, and correctly started recording the program.
1: That's how that's how muscle memory you are. I'm like that in the mornings with traffic. It's muscle memory at this point. You know, Longoria, just wind me up and put me in there, and I'm, I can do my thing. I don't even know what's coming out of my mouth sometimes. I mean, it's correct info.
10: Gonna, I'm not giving bad well, info. Yeah,
1: just random but info. I, I have been doing it so long that I will dream traffic. Mm. I know. That's I exactly. Uh, Debra, like, I in my head, I'll be like, all right, I'm going to go to the chopper shot, and then I'm going to go to the DOT camera, <laughs> and then I'm going to throw it to Ashley. Like, in my sleep, I'm planning out traffic reports. That's that's not good. No. Lee's up next on the Mark Aram show. What's cooking, Lee? Yeah, it's
4: uh, not my current job, but... One I had before, okay, the uh, schedule, we had to work 90 days straight and then have 10 days off. What
1: were you, on a shrimp boat? What, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> shrimp boat? 90 days straight. What was that job?
4: Is a uh, telecommunications, working on cell phone towers.
1: Wow, 90 days straight. And then how much time off would you get after that? 10 days. That's not a, that's not worth it. Yeah, I'd, you'd at <laughs> least have to get three weeks that's off not, or something. The only acceptable job for 90 days straight is if you're on a cruise ship. If you're on a crab boat, if you're an astronaut, right? Do astronauts get days off well, yeah. while they're not, in while ISS? They're... Yeah, like you're on the you're on oh, the you space up there. Yeah, the, yeah, I'm pretty you're sure. On sp- okay. Like on Sundays, like I'm not doing anything today. They like, kind of alternate, you know, like Bob, you're, but like a you're full, off full day, off, off. Off. like a full day, like on a the couch. Yeah, I, don't I doubt it. You have to strap yourself in. You can't just lay on a couch up there. Yeah, we'll strap yourself into the couch and binge <laughs> Netflix. I think they should have days off at the space station is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm sure they do. You don't want to burn it. But I mean, I don't think they get a full day off. I think like Sunday's your your slack day, but yeah. you're still like, all right, I got to take the temperature. Yeah, you're doing space stuff. Exactly <laughs> right. Space 404 750 1-800-WSB-TALK. <laughs> And now on the Mark Aram show, it's time for the fast food review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joining us live on the greasy salty hotline from parts unknown, height, unknown, weight. Oof. We do not want to know. Johnny Kilbasa and the ever so popular fast food review. How you doing, Jonathan? Mark,
10: I could get you a little cardio program that you could do in the comfort of your own home on a yoga mat in your underwear in front of the tv and it only take about a half hour three or four days a week and change your life bro i, I was I about to I buy a peloton
1: yesterday and they talked me out of it so you can't even deal uh. with a
5: blanket <laughs> yeah, yeah.
10: <laughs> try to ride in a bike i don't
1: know I, I, thank you for your appreciation johnny I, I, you care about me at least no
10: problem i know when i'm out here in the drive-thru slamming sodium like it's my job because it is my job you got to do something to yeah. counteract That's the sad part is
1: Johnny is in way better shape than me, and he consumes 42,000 calories a day. (laughs) You got to
10: fight back, Mark. But sometimes Dairy Queen wins because now they've got a new burger, which we don't talk about very often. But they got a new loaded A1 Steakhouse burger.
1: I like A1. I like A1 sauce.
10: I was thinking about A1 because I usually get some A1 because I might have a steak party at the house, and then I end up using a little bit of it, and then it sits in the fridge for about three months, and then I go to try to open it, and there's just like this crust it's crusty. around the top yeah. of it, and it's like, oh, I'm, it, oh, I'm just going to throw it away and get the A1. Anyway, Dairy Queen's throwing A1 on a steakhouse burger mark I think they should be calling this a cowboy burger because there's onion rings on it there's bacon on it there's cheese on it and they got some sort of peppercorn sauce I think it's a ranchy type of thing that they're mixing in with ketchup but anytime I've ever seen onion rings on a burger is usually a cowboy burger but they're not calling it a cowboy burger they're calling it a steakhouse burger so I guess onion rings also qualify you to be a steakhouse burger and a cowboy burger but hey Kudos to A1 for getting their back into the fast food game. I'm sure that's good marketing. Um, I'm not a big fan of A1 myself. Really? I'm no, I, I don't. I mean, I like a steak with butter. That's what I like to put on steak. I cook it with butter and put more butter on it. But why
1: not? Well, I don't put it A1 on steaks. steaks. I put it on burgers. Like I'm not putting I'm not putting anything oh. on a steak. Uh, nothing. Like the steak is steak. You don't put anything. But a burger, you mix, you put some A1 on there, or even mm. as a dipping sauce for fries. Like it's just a good sauce. Yeah, so you remember when the power went out? Yeah. okay. Thank you. Uh, remember, remember when the power went out?
8: So emphatic. So yes.
1: we, I had we didn't have power for two days. So Maya had to throw out everything in the fridge, and including a ton of condiments. So she she went shopping the other day at Publix. We're shopping is a pleasure, and she brought home ketchup and mustard. She's like, I'm slowly re- rebuilding our condiments <laughs> <laughs> so, because we had to throw away a whole door of condiments, including the a1 sauce that Johnny Kilbasa is not a fan of.
10: It's okay, Mark, and uh, while you're there, slam, I mean, if you like A1, I'm sure you're going to be heading to Dairy Queen after work. While you're there, wash it down with a snickerdoodle cookie dough blizzard that's now new. It's got your snickerdoodle cookie dough, cinnamon, sugar, Are those new? You know, when
1: was this? I, there was no snickerdoodles sorry, when I was. It's back. It's back. No, no, I'm saying about the, the snickerdoodle cookie. That was not a thing when I was a kid. No. There's no such thing as a snickerdoodle. That's a
10: it's a Christmas-based cookie. It's a Midwestern cookie. It's been a been around since, sugar the 1800s. The yeah. since the eighteen
1: hundreds. The snickerdoodle since the eighteen hundreds? Oh, yeah. I only found oh, out wow. about like twenty years ago, yeah. No. Um and if Chuck didn't it's if it wasn't at the white Whitefish Montana yeah. General store, then I don't I don't want to know about it. Uh <laughs> Barron Trump is how old, Deborah Green? He is 14. All right. Fourteen. at 14, one of my greatest things ever was uh having a sleepover, right? You have your friends over whatever, you play uh, Sega Genesis, and you order a pizza, right? Mm-hmm. I was thinking about you this today. You yeah, order four pizzas. Well, yeah, you order four pizzas. Like, Baron Trump, can he even do that? Can yeah. he have Domino's come to the, the White House? Oh, I'm yeah, sure but he, he doesn't friends.
8: But, but the, as far as, like, friends staying over? No, they can do like, that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, think... I'm sure you can have friends <laughs> come over. I'm sure you could, but...
1: yeah. Come on. Uh, or like he's Melania. He's the kid in the world. Like yes. That's I, I don't know about it, your yeah, wife, so. but does your wife order a bunch of stuff on Amazon? Oh, God. All Longoria? Oh, no, yeah. And yeah. Deborah does? Yeah, I'm Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Like, but can Melania do that? Can she hop on Amazon and order stuff to the White House? <laughs> I'm sure there's some levels of security. Gotta they go just, but they just, I mean, you could get package delivered there, right? They just drop it off at the gate or whatever? I mean, there's oh, yeah,
5: business no. going on there, so I yeah.
1: understand. But I don't know. Like, 14-year-old barons, like, hey, let's order some Domino's. And the secret's like, no, no. <laughs> Well, we'll have Sheffy make you something in the, in the White House kitchen. Some Maybe. frozen... Well, his uh, dad could bring all that food that he brought for oh, the football for all the players, players yeah, yeah, remember? Yeah, yeah. The I McDonald's. And and the, I just, I feel, you know, I feel concerned for folks that a lot of people don't think about.
5: I bet Uber Eats is there, like, more than ever before.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've got like, 12 they chocolate shakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they've never been to the White House before. For the big guy. It's, it's the big guy on the order. Uh, anyway, Johnny K., we appreciate you as always, and...
10: If the cholesterol is high, baby, so am I. Johnny Kobasa on Twitter. Johnny Kobasa Rocks on Instagram and the Sausage Hut Podcast on any pod app or johnnykielbasa.com. Thanks a lot, Mark.
1: All things Kilbasa and Johnnykilbasa.com Appreciate you, bro.
10: Happy Veterans Day, everybody. Anytime, bro. Uh,
1: speaking of uh, fast food, Johnny's still there? Do you hang up on him? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, there's a – this is what I'm – earmuffs Longoria because you can't hear what – I'm going to get Longoria for Christmas. Uh, the Whataburger Christmas Sweater. Is available Ooh. online right now for forty two ninety nine with matching socks for twelve ninety nine, or you can get the beanie and scarf combo, Ooh. which sells for $24.99. four ninety. You're supposed to have earmuffs. You're not oh, supposed to be listening. Sorry. Uh, they so,
10: come in three x four x. You got to pay a little extra for that, or
1: I think one size fits all. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can go look. It's like
1: I, I
10: get with the beanie and scarf.
1: It's like a moo-moo, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, but you uh, listen. I give credit to uh, Longoria for turning me on to Waterburger. I give credit to Deborah for turning me on to Culver's. I'm still waiting for Chuck to turn me on to something. Yeah, some Montana kind of something. Or <laughs> I don't know.
8: We might, you might have to move a little further north.
1: You did try with that uh, venison sausage. I did. Yeah. Oh. Maybe <laughs> Johnny's not a fan. Maybe the elk jerky. Maybe yeah. I mean something. I'll try. You're not pulling your weight around I here. For- <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> All right, Johnny. I'll talk to you later, buddy. All right, Brad. All right. Uh, when we come back, Woody and Empress are going to finish this up on the Mark Aram show. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. By the way, if you missed Monday's Millennial Match Game with Randy doing the uh, game host, uh, game show edition of Millennial Match Game, uh, Deborah put together a video. It's on my Facebook page right now and Instagram. Uh, Facebook, it's Mark Aram WSB. Instagram, it's just Mark Aram, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. Back after this. Come on. Mark Aram on ninety-five point five WSB, Atlantis news and talk. Final segment of the show. Thanks for joining us on a Wednesday. Woody is in Woodstock. Woody, welcome to the program. What's going on, brother?
7: Hi, Mark. Hey, I definitely recommend the Snickerdoodles and the Peloton. There, they <laughs> go well together.
1: <laughs> I love Snickerdoodles. Hey. I just never heard of them before.
7: <laughs> yeah, they're they're great. Definitely a northern thing. Um, yeah, I used to be a northern liberal. So uh, anyway, I had a question here full disclosure i'm trump supporter uh, hardcore trump supporter as a matter of fact I feel like we've been waiting for him my whole life uh, but grew up a, a hardcore liberal but what doesn't make under what doesn't make sense to me in this whole election process is how joe biden in 88 dropped out before the primaries and in 2008 he got less than one percent of the vote in the iowa caucuses when you had hillary and John Edwards at 29 percent, Barack Obama at 37 percent. And now we come to uh, this election in 2020 and we're supposed to believe that he got six million more votes than Obama. Well, it's, it's kind of
1: apples and oranges. So I think Biden was <laughs> was the safe candidate. I mean, uh, listen, uh, you know, you'll fi- you're not going to find much enthusiasm for Biden. But in the atmosphere that we're in right now, uh, politically, he was like. A weighted blanket. Right. He's like, okay, this guy will just cover me and it'll be fine. Um, As far as the uh, his previous runs, you might remember it took Ronald Reagan his third chance to get it done. He had run twice previously and didn't uh, get the nomination for the Republican uh, presidential slot. So, I mean, it just happens. I I think Biden. um, You know, kind of gave way to Hillary four years ago and, you know, the Democratic Party was like, it's Hillary's turn, Joe, get out of here. And we we know what happened in 2016. I just think Biden was the safe candidate right now. Like, let's get an adult in there that uh, isn't going to be on Twitter. I think that's that's what happened with Joe Biden. Uh, Empress joins us on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Empress.
6: Greetings. How are you?
1: Excellent. How how can I help you, Empress?
6: Okay, I have a half of a two cent, <laughs> and then I'm gonna tell you about my job. Okay, okay? sure. <laughs> okay, I <laughs> I I don't. I don't know how to say this, but I really don't have a dog in this hunt as far as the election goes. Mm -hmm. But I will say this. It is disconcerting for the, I'll call them the string pullers, to assume that we are as dumb as they think we are. That man that they just said won the election did not freaking win the election.
1: For the presidential race, you're saying?
6: Yeah. Come on. I mean, I'm not trying to be funny. Yes, there are a lot of people that did not want to go to these rallies because of masks and things of that nature and um, the pandemic and all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, I can drive. All, I'm in Atlanta. I can drive from Austell to Cascade, and I can count three Biden-Harris signs.
1: Gotcha. All right, Empress, I'd love to talk to you all night, but we got to go. We got to do star of the show, Longoria. Mr. Longoria.
10: Are you guys ready for the Mark
1: Aram Star of the Show? Um, I'm going to get it because of the, my sore legs from the weighted blanket. Uh, so tomorrow, uh, the Bulldogs game was canceled on Saturday. Are we still doing...
5: Oh, I better check on that. Yeah, now.
1: we might have a two-hour show tomorrow. We'll find out because there's no Bulldog game on Saturday. They might not do the... They Coach might smart. just talk about. I'm sure they're yeah, still going to do, do it. Right. Movies, I'm sure they won't. But we'll, I will I'm sure they won't cancel that. All right. We're on at some point. We're definitely on at least six to seven tomorrow. Maybe you get a bonus hour of the program uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby.
8: Go
0: to sleep, you little baby.
8: Guests of the Mark Aram
5: show stay at the All Suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's magnificent mile.